Hello and welcome back to the Little Sparks podcast for this bonus mini episode. Minisode? Is that a thing? <laughs> anyway, um, Tara's not joining me today for this. Our schedules have been absolutely whack for a number of reasons. Um, one big reason is that I got engaged. My boyfriend proposed to me on the feast of John Paul II, and we've immediately been thrown into this beautiful season of engagement that has also been really crazy busy. Um, our wedding date is in late May, so there's been a lot of, you know, rushing around trying to uh, get vendors and all that stuff lined up. And then Tara's had a lot going on in her life as well, um, family things and whatnot. Um, so yeah, our schedules have been absolutely whack. Um, we are recording today uh, another episode for the podcast that will be out this Saturday, so you can look forward to that. Um, but in the meantime, um, we thought that I could record this little bonus episode. Um, so yeah, welcome. And today I want to talk about identity. Um, I think that identity can be something that musicians can really struggle with. Um, I think a big cause of this is the nature of our profession and how all-encompassing it can become. Um, it can be so easy for us to wrap our identity up in music as a musician. Like, I am a musician first and foremost. Um, or even, like, your instrument can become your identity. And I think this has to do, you know, with the long hours, the high standards. Um, there are various aspects um, in this field that can kind of make the field dominate our entire lives which then makes it easy to pinpoint that as our identity instead of what our identity truly is as beloved children of God. Um, but I think also, though, we're aware of the beauty and good we're capable of bringing into the world through our music, whether we perform it, we teach it, we write it, um, we bring it to others in some other way, such as, you know, music therapy or, you know, music production. Um, but because of that, it being so good and so beautiful, um, you know, how we can touch others' lives with that, I think that is another more subtle trap that we can fall into of making it than our identity. And, you know, I speak from experience here. I struggled with um, my wrapping my identity up in the flute for, gosh, a number of years. Once I started getting really serious about it in high school, I think that um, sense of my identity being wrapped up as a musician and specifically as a flutist started to sink in. Um, by my sophomore year of college, I was practicing constantly in rehearsals constantly. I was a flute performance major and I really um, wanted to be an orchestral musician. So uh it was it was very easy for my identity there to just be a flutist and um because that's all i was doing and you know i felt like i was i was doing something good you know i had focus in my life and it was really great um but the lord really ripped that away from me in my junior year when i got carpal tunnel um i had to take a break from playing the flute for over 2 months and during that time i that was when i first began to realize that that's what i had done i had wrapped up my whole identity in being a flutist and that this wasn't really healthy for me as a person first and foremost um but also this was a misdirection of my identity you know my identity is a daughter of god i'm a beloved child of god um and so the lord over the last few years has been really taking me on this journey of you know understanding this that i'm a beloved child of god but lately, um, something I have been realizing is that I may understand this, but I don't necessarily always believe it in my heart. Um, 
And that reminded me of something I learned in my freshman year theology class um, that it was kind of a gen ed. Everybody had to take it. Um, And a lot of it was just, you know, really a basic overview of the church and what she teaches. Um, But I remember my professor giving this very excellent insight into belief um, that I want to share with you guys today because I think that it can be really helpful for like understanding where we may be at with identity. So he put out this idea that um, you can do something without knowing why you're doing it. For example, like we can breathe without knowing why we do it. Like it's not hard for us to figure out like, oh yeah, I breathe and that's what keeps me alive. But that knowledge isn't like a prerequisite for being able to do it. So you can do something without knowing why you're doing it. Um, Similarly, you can know something without understanding it. Um, A good example of this might be my high school math experience. Um, I knew how to do, you know, pre-algebra, algebra, algebra, um, geometry, pre-calc, but never quite really understood it. Um, which made it very difficult to get through math all through high school because I knew how to do it, but I didn't understand why. And um, it was it was hard. I hated math. I'm really glad I don't have to do math anymore, except when I'm filing my taxes. Ugh. Anyway, um, you can also understand something without believing it. For example, like I understand the Protestant doctrine of sola scriptura, scripture alone, but I don't believe it because in the Bible, we see clearly that it's not scripture alone. Jesus left us church tradition and scripture. So when you believe something, you live it out. Like it becomes like part of your life and it informs your actions. So I realized when I thought of this the other night um, that this can be a really good scale for looking at like where where am I, where am I on this scale of, you know, this identity as a beloved child of God? I'm on the part where you can understand something without necessarily believing it in your heart. So I give this to you because maybe it can help you um, in figuring out where you may be with your identity as a beloved child of God. Um, you may be in a place where like you really believe it and you're living it out and that's amazing. You may be in a place where you know that you're a beloved child of God, but you don't necessarily, like, understand what that means or what that looks like. Um, Maybe you don't even realize you're a beloved child of God. Or maybe you're like me and you understand you're a beloved child of God. You understand what that means and what that should look like, but you don't necessarily believe it in your heart. Ideally, we want to get to a place where we believe that we are beloved children of God and we live this truth out in the way that we live life. And just from my own personal experience, I know that if I was to live this truth out better um, and really just believe it in my heart, that it would impact my own music making and my own music teaching in a very profound way. Um, And it would have an impact on my students and an impact on those who listen to me play flute whenever I have the opportunity to play it now. So if you have found yourself in a place where you've wrapped up kind of your whole identity in your music making, have no fear. The Lord is calling you to something deeper. Um, 
And I hope that this insight from my theology class my freshman year of college can be helpful for you. Stay tuned later this week for an episode from Tara and I, and we're going to get back on a regular schedule for the rest of the season. Um, And yeah, thank you for listening. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Little Sparks podcast. For more information on this podcast and our ministry, please visit www.thehildegardcollective.com.